Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. No, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. All right, happy Monday. Hey, it is the tailgate. Jeff Cardozo here with you. No doles today. He has uh, got some family obligations that he's dealing with, but all's okay, hopefully. And uh, it is a pleasure to have uh, PG joining us today as he will uh, grace us, not only with his knowledge of sports, but if you're watching on Facebook Live, his good looks. That's what it is uh, all about. You got the Jordan Polo on today. Looking sharp like always. What's up, dude? Happy Monday. One of the originals. This is yeah. like early on. I've been taking care of it. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Dooley's probably working on the um, the golf tournament that yeah. we hear about all the time, mm-hmm. man, which is a fun event. So it's a great cause. Only but a few weeks away? Yeah. I feel like it's been a few weeks away for like the whole year. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a year long process, but hopefully that's what he's working on and everything's okay. Yep, all okay. Well, not okay. Certainly with uh, what happened with the baseball team, we'll talk about that. And uh, softball, we'll try to salvage one today. You can hear that after we get done about six forty-five. It'll be uh, on the air here on uh, WRUF. But we'll certainly talk about what happened up in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Let's start with some positive news. I know you're not a a big golfer, but about J.C. Deacon and the boys' golf team. The, uh, the men got it done. They win the SEC championship, beat the number one team in the country in Vandy. So anytime you beat Vandy is a good thing. Yeah, big putt. And uh, that group's been together for a while, mm-hmm. and they just hadn't kind of gotten over the hump. Yep. Good group, and I was happy for them. And I actually heard him interview the coach, and, and I, was, I was real excited because he, he just – you could feel it from him. Yep. He talked about waking up the next day and, like, was this real kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So – and and he really likes that group, so that was awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's big time. It was uh, it was awesome. I know uh, a sport that you follow very well, uh, football. Maybe not awesome to see a couple of more dudes in the transfer portal. And I think there's more there than meets the eye. Yeah. Uh, what, what was it? Was that Transformers? Yeah, more Transformers. Than meets, yeah, more, more than, than meets the <laughs> eye. 
that's what that, <laughs> that was the commercial. But you know, it, it just you're trying to acquire talent, not lose talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying anything about you know Henderson or, or Ryland. You don't know the attitude there, and sometimes the collective. If you don't want to, I can tell you this in business: if somebody doesn't want to be there, mm-hmm. begging them to stay is usually not a good thing. So you let them go because yep. you're not going to get what you need out of them anyway most of the time, just going on percentages. I think both of their situations were different. I mean, hopefully, you know, some of the positive stuff you read is that Henderson might have seen, you know, some of these new receivers and the speed they have, uh, but they don't have a lot of experience either. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that might be the case there, but but the D end – like, I don't feel like we should be losing those guys. And he was coming on. Mm-hmm. So that was a little peculiar. But I think something else is going on there, too. Yep. So, uh, which is different than that. Yeah. So, but what about the timing of all this? Like, when did the portal open back up? A week ago? It just did, yeah, right. This week? <clears throat> the end of last week. Okay, so really soon. I mean, just Yeah, the last just a few days, days. ago. Um, but we're seeing it everywhere. I mean, Colorado's got a bunch of dudes that are yeah. jumping ship. One that just... Yep. What had 160 yards in their spring game, and he's leaving. Yep. So, I, I don't know if it's the fact that they all know that they have the opportunity to now make money somewhere else, and there's a lot of people that are, in essence, recruiting you to say, you know, hey, get in the portal, and I can give you 100 grand or something, things like that. Or there's people that say, yep, that they know somebody that can give somebody that and do that, and and they jump in there because of the the money factor, I, I, just, I do think that there is a lot more involved than not sort of just playing time anymore. And it's, yeah. it's a little frustrating. That was the transferring before for the most part, or just a fresh start. You had mm-hmm. a rough go, you know, one reason or another, coaching changes, maybe you had some off the field things and you wanted to change. But most of the time it was playing time. But, you know, these kids, they're the last ones to get paid. Mm-hmm. And it's really their, you know, this is an unpopular thought it's not my opinion and i'm not saying i back this but that's their leverage it's created that's their part of the system so if they can do that the problem is a lot of guys go in to the portal and don't have a place to go so you've seen that right like Mm -hmm. a lot of guys never find another landing spot and i'm not sure that's the money guys correct but like uh ethan white i don't think he has a home anymore usc is not bringing him on and I think that was an NIL thing mm-hmm. that backfired or something happened. Who knows? Um, but I do, I do see the leverage for the kids, the way that it's set up. It, it does give them something to negotiate with. I don't like it. I know. But it's, it's, part, it's what the system is, right? Yeah. And it's all they have. Um, I also don't believe, and this is just my opinion, this is my opinion, I don't think that that second transfer rule could stand up. Like, you know, when they say, oh, you can't transfer uh, for the second time, I think they'll just appeal that. And, and the NCAA knows that they can't, it won't stand up in court. Just like they've always, like Tate, what was his name? Tate, the, the, the quarterback that kept transferring. Yep. Uh, the kid that went to Miami, I'm just using him as an example. I felt like he went five different places. And yeah, it was a always, a, yeah, Tate, kept, whatever. You know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And he was always eligible because mm-hmm. he went and lawyered up. Mm-hmm. And they know that they can't fight it because I believe it's Tate Martell. Tate Martell. Thank <laughs> you. But I think that second rule. Now, I know the SEC has a rule that says uh, like, like a Georgia player cannot come to Florida or within the SEC in this transfer portal window, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see if that stands up. So 
Yep. So anyway, a lot going on, certainly. And it is a sonic sound off Monday. So if you want to chat about anything, you can 392-8255. That is the Titan MRI hotline. And uh, Daryl wants to kick it off with a phone call. Daryl, what's up, buddy? Hey, Jeff. First off, I appreciate you flying solo Saturday, doing the South Carolina game by yourself, man. Oh, sure. I was I was playing hurt, too. little sniffles up there. I think the uh, the pollen got me. But uh, we, we battled through and, and all worked out okay. But, yeah, Sean, hey, Sean was doing a, an NBA game. So it was actually cool because um, I'm, I'm driving home because I, I didn't ride the bus because I wanted to stay back and, and watch my kid on Wednesday. So I, I get to drive home and – He's doing the the Bucks Heat game, and I told him before he left, I was like, "Man, you get, I was a childhood Heat fan. You better get the Heat to win," and uh, he did. He, he, did. he got it done. So I got to listen to him on the uh, the entire way home. So it passed the time. Good deal, Jeff. Just a few takeaways from over the weekend. You know, hey, Arkansas got swept. Dandy got swept. Mm-hmm. I don't know where them Tennessee trashy bats came from over <laughs> the weekend, but they warmed up, man. But um, you know, it's just with Florida and South Carolina. It all snowballed Friday night. To me, that was a foul ball, not a double, but the umpire didn't see it that way. And after that, it just all went to hell in a handbasket. And, you know, and Saturday, you know, we could not get runners to score. You know, we'd leave them on base. And, you know, I give South Carolina credit. The Petra kid, the uh, freshman, yep. he's a real deal, Jeff. Yeah, he's a Florida kid, too. Um, I'm not sure what would happen with, with that situation. But, obviously, their head coach has some, some Florida ties, so – Maybe a relationship there that got him up there. But that's exactly the way it was. And, Daryl, they didn't make any mistakes. I think when you look at a lot of the times that Florida's been able to take advantage of pitchers, it was because a walk or something happened. But they didn't walk anybody hardly. I think they had 10 walks maybe the entire – 9 or 10 walks the entire weekend, and we had 25. So it was a big discrepancy there. And that means if you're not walking, guys – and I tell this to my son Austin, I'm sure – PG tells it to JJ all the time. You put guys on base, then it's really easy for them to score. But if you don't, they've got to string together probably three hits to score a run, and the Gators just couldn't do it. They could get two in anything, but they couldn't get three, and you're not going to score a lot of runs that way. So I give credit to South Carolina. But remember, their their earned run average coming into the weekend was third best in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they were were chump change. They, they had guys that are pitching it really well and ended up uh, just kicking our asses. Yeah, well, echo you, you know your statements there, Jeff. I see it at my grandson's travel ball level. You know, you start walking batters, you're just going to get beat, man. I mean, mm-hmm. this, pitching is the main thing in baseball. You've got to have good pitching. And uh, that kid that threw for South Carolina, what was it, um, Thursday night? He looked like he was a seven-footer with soccer style. <laughs> yeah, wow. he was big. Good pitcher, man. Yeah. Yeah, he struck out 10 against us in the SEC tournament last year. And he just has, has Florida's number for some odd reason. Yeah. Hey, uh, Langford's kind of struggling, Jeff. we got a few players. I mean, it's going to happen, but Langford's hurt, too, and he's out there playing hard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's he's really banged up, and I don't think a lot of people really know the, the extent of some stuff, but he, he's not going to not be in the lineup. And, and, I, and I actually said somebody texted me earlier today, why isn't Langford hitting for power and what's going on? Well, guess what? I, I obviously do numbers, and I try to prepare for each and every game. And the last 14 games, he's been on base 41 times. So he's got the second best on base percentage in the Southeastern Conference. The only guy that better is that guy from LSU and, and Dylan Cruz. So he's he's getting on base. So it's it's different this year from last year. 
Last year, he was a guy driving in all the runs because they didn't have Rivera contributing, and Cags wasn't really Cags yet. So now Rivera is the one driving in runs. Caglione's driving in runs because Langford's setting the table. So he's the one scoring all those runs. So I, I know that the power numbers aren't there, but he's still hitting pretty well. And again, the on-base per- percentage is incredible. So um, if he can get that power back, and or at least be a, I guess even kind of fraction of himself, then that offense will be fine for the postseason. And again, that's that's the ultimate goal, Daryl. I, I don't know if the Gators are going to win the SEC, but that doesn't even really matter to me at this point. It's like, hey, get out of a regional for the first time since 2018. Get to a super regional, and you certainly have enough talent to to win in Omaha if you can get there. Yeah, you know, you got to stay in that top eight, Jeff. You know, yep. you're sure to regional. You know, being in the top eight and you know, regionals can get out of that. You're sure to super regional. So that's the main uh, main goal. And the SEC is so good this year. Hey, you know, to me, look at was it last year or no year before last. Mississippi State sandbagged the SEC tournament. They could have cared less. You yep. know, and we beat the mess out of them. But it's all about the postseason this late in the year now. That's exactly right. All right. Is Mikey Rivera dad yet? Uh, I did not hear, actually. I need to find that out. Okay, because I know he was, you know, didn't make the trip over the weekend. He was expecting to be a father, yep. you know. Yeah, wife was due uh, on the trip. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that's the case. All right, Jeff. I appreciate it today, my man. All right, Daryl. Thank you. So. I think the Gators have like a hundred over a hundred walks this season, which yep. is killing them because brutal. Their ERA is over five, mm-hmm. and South Carolina I think was like right at three mm-hmm. with like a quarter of the walks or a third of the walks. Yeah. It's tough to win games when you're playing talented teams like that because they can. They had some. They had position players out too. I think three of their three infielders of were yeah. out, but they were still tough. The backups were good. Um, I I don't know. It, it's just tough in the SEC. You almost got to just like not think about that weekend, like get pissed about yeah. it and roll on. Yeah. But the t- like last year, I mean, obviously nobody saw Ole Miss winning it, but the SEC champ didn't win the national title. Nope. So Yeah, that's not that's not yeah. the important part. I think now you want to win the SEC, and when we win the SEC, I, I get a ring, so it's yeah, always no, nice. But, awesome. but, yeah, it's not it, – that's not what's on the mind of Kevin O'Sullivan. But not to me. get embarrassed like that Correct. either. That, like yeah. I felt like – I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, but just – I don't know, not to show up and play better. Yeah. Because it got out of control there, especially I think that was, what was it? We had the Thursday night game. Thursday night. And that just, it just felt like it was just downhill. It was just not going well, you know, and it just, nobody could figure anything out. No. So you just, I don't know, from there you just got to move on. But then if you look across, you know, Vandy got swept. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas got Arkansas swept. Arkansas got swept. It was a weird weekend. Yeah, Georgia was the worst team in the league. Yeah. And then they, and they sweep, sweep Arkansas. Yeah. It was, a, it was a strange weekend in the SEC. Guys tired, maybe? Yeah. And, you know? and and maybe it's evident. Yeah, you're just over the halfway point. And you just kind of get rejuvenated now and take a deep breath and figure it out. But, yeah, so the RPI came out again today. South Carolina is now the number one RPI team in the country. Mm. Kentucky is second. Gators still have to go to, to Kentucky. LSU's third. Arkansas's fifth. Vandy seventh. And the Gators ninth. So six of the top nine teams in the country, RPI wise, are yeah. in the SEC. You're going to be t- they're going to be tough outs. Yeah. In the postseason, you know, Kentucky walks a ton of guys too. Yeah. They're kind of like Florida in that regard, um, but you know, Florida. I, I don't know which poll it was. I, there's so many baseball polls. Stupid. But Florida slipped one spot. They went from three to four. Yeah. D one, which is D one. That's yeah, the, the one, one I everybody like. Everybody used. Yeah. I couldn't remember, but. <laughs> They slipped one spot getting swept, and South Carolina jumped one spot sweeping. So, you know, yep. that's a lot of respect. Yeah, I think so. people know. 
So it'll be okay. Just breathe. It'll be okay. All right, we got to take a timeout. We'll come back and uh, keep the phone calls coming. Byron, swing the bat. You're in the on-deck circle to join us here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Griffin Pohl. Tonight in Knoxville, Florida softball will look to bounce back from last night's 11-10 loss to Tennessee as the Lady Vols look to sweep the Gators. Be sure to catch all the action right here starting at 6.45 p.m. Tonight in the NBA, the Miami Heat will look to take a 3-1 series lead as they host the Milwaukee Bucks for Game 4 of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. Bucks forward Giannis Antetokounmpo is expected to return to the lineup while Heat forward Jimmy Butler remains questionable. In the NHL, the Lightning will look to even their opening round playoff series tonight against the Maple Leafs before returning to Canada for Game 5. Tonight on the baseball diamond, the first place Rays will look to win their 14th straight home game to begin the season as they welcome the Houston Astros. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Fultz. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box. A pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry and shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Our own cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. 
Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. Nobody likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County, provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here we are espn 98.1 fm 8:50 a.m wruf and anywhere in the world on the wruf radio app the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley continues here on espn 98.1 fm 8:50 a.m wruf and on your phone with the wruf radio app All right, we welcome you back. Jeff and PG here today. It's a Sonic Sound Off Monday here on the tailgate. 392-8255 if you want to be a part of things. And Byron does, so let's go back to him. Byron, what's up? Hey, gentlemen, guys, thank you for taking my call, Jeff. I uh, wouldn't call them my baseball, but I have been to a few games, especially, you know, I try to go to the BCC, you know, the games, so I was to all of those and uh all I can say, man, is I'm with you guys about the walks. Uh, I think PG and Steve did it today, but the hour numbers are high. And um, I wish they could just those strikes, which I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's early. <laughs> and um, I think Greg, a guy I like to hear call, said something. It seemed like it's just one inning. It doesn't seem like they have trouble the whole game, which is weird. And I think the, the, the softball team, if I can just comment, I don't go to their games as much, but – just, to, just to what I could see, like one inning just killed a whole darn weekend. But I'm going to go into what I called about, and, and you guys can comment on this. And what I wanted PG and maybe you to comment on is, Jeff, uh, I was uh, the NBA, you, you was mentioning Miami, and I'm really excited. And uh, Ola Depot got hurt. I think that's his name the other night. Mm-hmm. And that's going to maybe hurt us. But uh, Giannis been out, and uh, D is a great caller for Miami. And the uh, player's been hurt in the NBA. Joel Embiid is out for Philly. And, uh, you know, the Clippers, Ka- Kawhi Leonard, I don't know why they even sign him anymore. He never and, plays and in big got, games, man. He, he just <laughs> always you know, jumps ship. Never. I know, man. So I don't know if these guys just milking the clock and get the money, but even Davis from the, the L.A. Lakers. But is it something with these big guys and, and these guys are just not being able to go to – 80-game seasons or whatever they play in uh, PG, you know, maybe. I think you're a doctor. But just tell me what you think about the injuries. And it seems like it's a lot of injuries in the NBA. And making a good playoff because just like football, injuries matter. Thanks, guys. Go Gators. Thanks, well, Byron. I, I have a off-the-wall theory. But, okay. Because I watch and I, I wonder kind of the same thing. And, you know, guys are saying, hey, I, we need to take, like, a day off. And there's a whole thing now, like, we have Load to Load management. You load management. That's yeah. the, the phrase. but. Um, we have to play 65 games now or 70 games to win the MVP. If you play less than that, you can't win it. Like they're trying to put things in to make people play the games because people come out there to pay these big prices to see the stars, but they yeah. have to rest. So my thing is, 
and this is just a theory, when you get in tip-top shape like that and you're training all the time, your, your muscles, like, there's very little body fat. You're, you're, more, you're more susceptible to pulling different things, ligaments, muscles. And some people just don't. You know, genetics, they're just, they play every day and they're fine. But if you go back to, like, the 80s and 90s, they were great athletes, but guys weren't built like they are now, and they weren't flying down the court the way they are. I mean, when I watch an NBA game, I say this a lot. I think they're way better athletes than they ever have been, mm -hmm. but I don't like the game as much, if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. Um, they just they get from A to B so fast on both sides, and I think that takes a lot of wear and tear on the body. And that's you know, and then some of these things in this playoffs are freak injuries, like Ja Morant with his his wrist, yeah. um, you know, uh, Embiid in his knee, and and then you know I think Giannis has some back spasms, and that could have just just be a bad luck stretch for all these guys, you know. But it does seem a little peculiar. But the resting and they just they do they do seem banged up a lot more now. But if you look at them, they're all bigger, stronger, faster. Um, obviously, you can't use uh, PEDs like you maybe used to be able to, right? Right to, to heal up faster. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of it's just the game. It's a lot of wear and tear. It's faster. Guys are jumping. I mean, you got seven footers that that'll cross you over. Yeah. How right. athletic they are. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. So and no, I, and I do agree with that. And obviously you know a lot more than me as far as injuries and stuff. But even I look at comparing what I did as a high school slash college athlete to now what our kids are doing as high school athletes. I, I didn't even lift anything until I basically got to UF. Maybe my senior year, I played football, so we would go in the weight room, but you know, I'm a quarterback, so they're not gonna have me doing a bunch of stuff. So I, I think that that's all part of it. I think these guys work out so much now that they're just more prone to stuff happening because it's just, it's constant. Yep. I think it's the wear and tear. Yeah. But you got to do it because your competitors right. are doing it. Sure. So you're pushed. The, the levels are pushed. I always like to say, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. didn't play travel ball, right? Mm -hmm. But let's say he was young right now and he had to play travel ball. And all these parents, me included, you know, put my son in and we all want him to be Ken Griffey Jr. or, you know, strive to be the best you can yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Ken Griffey Jr. is always going to be Ken Griffey Jr. So if we put him in travel ball, he's just going to have to work, do the same amount of load, but he's going to be Ken Griffey. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. But then I look at somebody like David Eckstein and I'm like, well, he worked his way into making all-star teams. And so there is that argument too. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, the other analogy I like to use is like SAT prep. When, when we were in high school, if you did SAT prep classes, you were getting ahead, yeah. right? There were some people doing it, but it wasn't like you had to do it. If you don't do it now, you're behind. Yeah. It's like travel ball or working out um, more than they probably should. But I don't know. I, and I deal with a lot of young athletes getting injured because of that. But what are you supposed to do? Yeah, if you're, you're not doing it, then you won't make it. You won't make it. So, and that's the unfortunate part. Yep, we're just bigger, faster, stronger than ever, and in better shape. But sometimes better shape isn't it doesn't help you from preventing injuries, Correct. right? Because you because of the wear. Mm -hmm. So who's who's that? Kanye, bigger, <laughs> faster, stronger. Bigger, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, faster, stronger. Let's get John to join us. John, what's up? Hey guys, uh, he he made up made up a. a, a interesting point you know guys bigger stronger and faster and, and, and athletic well i don't i don't think babe ruth back in the day that was different era but he wasn't in exactly shape he used to go out and drink beer and eat hot dogs before games and you know for a long time he was our home run king so i mean different eras 
You know, I, I agree with what he says that the game has has changed, that they're faster. So, I, I like the games back when they were in the '80s. You know, with the Showtime and you know Lakers. I wasn't. I was more of a Sixer fan with Dr. J. But it just seems that like the game has has changed. It's it's not as exciting as it was back then. But in, in a weird way, it is. It's like too much excitement. I know because they right just. Now, you're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. Because they just. It just seems like. They're so good. They just cross somebody over. They pull up. They hit a three. And then they come back down the court, and somebody just throws an alley-oop. And it's almost like you're playing uh, NBA jams back in the day when we were, you know what I'm talking about? It's just so fast and, like, put together. But I don't like the game as much. So I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, it's like back in the – I was making reference to Showtime. You remember – I'm not sure how you're OPG, but uh, when – the, the Lakers were playing the Celtics, and uh, Kurt Rambis got clotheslined by, I think it was uh, Kevin McHale. I mean, those were those are the games that I enjoy. I, mean, I don't say I didn't like to see the, the clothesline, but I, I like the bitter rivalries. And I just don't think even, you know, say if the Lakers and the Reds and the uh, Celtics got into the finals this year, I mean, it, it doesn't have that mystique. What do you, do you think that's um, correct on that? Yeah, now you barely punch somebody in the nuts and you get a oh, right. flagrant two and you're thrown out of the game. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't survive and, back and, then. And you know another thing, too, teams don't – I can't tell. And I coached AAU basketball for a while with Steve Russell uh, back in the day before he was doing the WRUF show. Yeah. Drew, right. who's a camera guy. Anyway, long story short, Boys and Girls Club back in the day. <laughs> Billy Donovan just got on campus. It was like 2000. Um, but teams – I can't even recognize in the NBA like different styles. Like back, I could say like when you're bringing up Showtime and all that, like Detroit were the bad. You came in the lane. Right, bad boys, right. The Knicks played good defense and seemed to always have like a John Starks that would pull up on you here and there, but but it was based around the center. And then, you know, the Pacers, they would inside out you. You know, every team had a – Yeah, I loved Lajuan's play, man. That guy was just – had spin moves inside. But uh, kind of switching off a little bit, uh, Jeff and and BJ – uh, breaking news, it's no surprise. You probably saw it on ESPN thing there that uh, Aaron Rodgers signed his, inked his contract with the Jets. So as a Dolphin fan, I'm, you know, so be it. It, it, it ups the ante, but I, I think uh, Miami be, and the rest of the teams will still be fine in that league. They they have a good defense already, and obviously they're going to be better offensively. It's it's certainly right. scary. Um, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I love Aaron Rodgers. Anytime I have an opportunity fantasy-wise – I try to get them. I know how uh, good it is. So, yeah, you, you knew that it was going to just come down to the picks at some point, and that's what they were going to yeah. try to figure out. And so, yeah, I guess the, they got a, a first-rounder, a fifth-rounder, and then um, another first-rounder and a second-rounder. So, they, yeah, they got a lot. Yeah. But, hey, it's uh, it's certainly worth it to to invest. Because, I mean, PG's a, a New York guy, but he's he's the other side. But the, the Jets are just – they're never relevant. The owner, man. You're right. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's nice to. success back through the, you know, the early uh, 2000s when they were fighting the, the Patriots. But I think there was like a, they had a cup of coffee, you know, success in there with uh, who was their coach? Um, was it was it Parcells maybe, you know, with them? You know, I can't I can't remember who, who was the coach back in the early 2000s when they. You know, Vinny Testaverde, they were having some, some pretty success, but you're right. And uh, finally, Jeff, um, you know, I hear you, you know, you're talking about, I, I agree with all you relaxed Gator fans. Um, 
you know, about the getting swept. I didn't like it. You sure you being there, you know, the witness didn't like it. But you know, like the other teams, Arkansas and and Vandy. I was I was shocked. I was watching the Vandy game yesterday on on TV. You guys were, you know, you guys were off. But man, I was just shocked at what tennis way Tennessee was just slugging. I mean, it was like ten to nothing in the fifth inning, mm-hmm. and 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 Vandy was just. I've never seen. I mean, I've seen Vandy a couple of times. I've never seen him just get in it up and, and like. I mean, it was a warning game, but man, just they got swept away. With that I was totally shocked on that. Yeah, and it wasn't even close. They got pounded the no. game before that too. But right. it's, it, baseball is such a weird sport. And John, I was watching too because I, I was off. But I don't know if you remember. It was a nothing, nothing game, and there was a borderline pitch to the leadoff hitter. It was right at the knees, right over the middle part of the plate. Home plate umpire doesn't call it a strike. So right. it would have ended the inning. The next pitch, double in the gap, scores a couple of runs, and then next pitch, next next batter walks, next guy three run homer. All of a sudden, it's five nothing when he should have been out of the inning. It was mm-hmm. really right. similar to what the Gators went through in that first game again. One little call by the well, umpires. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And you, I mean, I'm not saying it at tone cooking, but you know, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. You know, hey, man, enjoy your show, guys, and I'll holler at you later. All right, John, thank you. That is so true about baseball. Yeah. And I actually say that when pitches change at bats. Mm-hmm. 1-1, yeah. all of a sudden, a borderline, you, you know, you're hitting, your team's hitting, and then they get that a strike call. And it just completely changes the at-bat when you have good pitchers on the mound because now they can just go to any of their bag. Yeah. And they're so important. And I rarely see umpires, and you've been with me, I've been with you a lot mm-hmm. uh, around – um, that are against you. But I have seen that. Mm-hmm. I've seen unprofessional umpires. Oh, yeah. It's pretty rare, but I think that some of them just, I don't know, when, when a team is at home, it's almost like they give you that. They just It's, it's like a mental thing. I don't know. They don't, they're not against the other team, but it's like. Well, it's, it's because you'd rather, and, and just think about this in normal life. Like if, if somebody walked into your office and, you know, somebody maybe come out and, you know, was saying something nice and, you know, they're, they're hearing it and you're, they're like almost like cheering and it's a good thing and it's not. But if, if there's negativity, so you think about that as an umpire, you think about, okay, well, they're booing me on every single pitch. Like I need to do something to maybe change the mindset. And then you call a close one and strike. Ha! And then now it's not the booze anymore. So now, like, internally you're thinking, all right, sweet. Well, then now if I do that, I'm going to get more cheers than yep. the booze. And Human nature. Yeah, it's human nature. I agree. So I, I think, think there is something to that. You think they'll ever go to the robo-ump? I, I don't know. It would, I think it would hurt baseball. I do, too. But And obviously you couldn't do that in high school or even college. So it would only be at the professional level. So what's the, the point of doing that? Yeah, because then you'd completely change yeah, everything. You would. Anyway. All right, we need a break, so we'll knock that out. Come back. Mike, uh, we'll get you on the other side. You're listening to The Tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. All right, guys, listen up. We know lots of things about sports, beer, and some things we can't say on the radio, but one thing I'll admit that I don't know much about is jewelry. But ladies love jewelry, so over the years I've acted like I'm a pro when in reality I've let Oaks Jewelry do all the work. Now there's always that time of year that needs to be celebrated or that time of year when of course you're in the doghouse and either way Oaks Jewelry's got you. They've got a huge inventory on anything imaginable. So many beautiful things you'll look amazing in and you don't have to do a thing. They'll wrap it, put it in a bag with a bow, and you'll know that she's going to think you're the greatest guy on the planet. Folks, it doesn't get any easier. Oaks Jewelry does all the work. You get all the credit. It's your special somebody. She's worth it. And something special from Oaks Jewelry is what she really wants. Check them out right across the street from the Oaks Mall on Newberry Road in Gainesville. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sky's staying overcast and we'll have a continued chance for showers and storms well into the mid to late part of the evening. Overnight turning partly cloudy, lows tomorrow morning in the lower 60s. Increasing cloudiness again tomorrow afternoon, highs near 80 with late afternoon showers and thunderstorms possible. Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, the unsettled pattern continues as we have a succession of fronts move through our area. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 
me and my youngest son, so we just decided, hey, man, let's go just chill together. So we sitting out on the patio eating. And all of a sudden, I can see the lady coming. You know, my eyes go because it's a crowd of people, you know. But then I, as she get closer, she got the buggy, and there's a damn dog in there. It was like, oh, man, and this is why these dudes don't get off my back. People like that. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, Jeff and PG back here with you. Lots of calls today, so let's get right back to it as Mike joins us next here on the show. Mike, what's up? Hey, guys, I want to, I want to plug uh, Oaks Jewelry, too. Uh, I've been knowing Sal for almost 40 years now, and when he worked behind the counter and on Gold Standard. Um, but anyway, I wanted to plug him a little bit before I get started. Uh, I, got, I actually thought of two more things um, while, I was, while I was on hold here. Okay. Uh, PG and Sully have a really uh, oh, soft, calm voice. Yeah. And I listen to your, your show and – to the uh, broadcast on the radio through my phone and my hearing aids. So when they come on, I can't hardly hear them. And then when y'all come back on, if I turn them down, turn them up high enough, I can hear them real well. Y'all blast me out, you and Steve both. So is there any way they can turn their mics up? Um. Yeah, we can. We'll, we'll get that. We'll get his brought up a little bit for you. No problem. Okay, yeah, yeah. PG, I can't, I can't, I can hear you. Got that sexy, Sully, sexy, yeah. raspy voice. I can't oh, help man, it. I'm telling you, I love, <laughs> I love to hear T- PG talk. You know, and I, I want to hear what he's saying. Uh, and Sully's the same way. You know, he's lower than PG on the on the broadcast. Okay. Um, and the uh, the other thing is PG, I've got a, I've got, I was right handed, and I got a serious injury to my right hand a long time ago, and I became ambidextrous, but I always still caught baseball with my left hand. And my, I thought my right hand had worse arthritis, but my left hand is really a lot worse than my right hand. And I was wondering if that was from catching so many balls in the glove, you know, really hard pitch balls or whatever. Could yeah. that be a problem as far as, you know, that's causing that arthritis worse than my, my injured hand? Yeah, man, very well could have because, like, that, that's what okay. inflames it. How old are you? Yeah, I'm 65. Yeah, and, and yeah, that very well could be, or something else in your work life, um, where you overdid yeah, and I, it. And I coached, yeah, I coached uh, Sal's son Joey, nice in baseball back when they were kids, you know. So I, I played a lot of ball, and uh, just I've caught a lot of really hard thrown or hit balls in my glove, and then my, my left hand just suffers all the time. But the other thing is, um, um. Jeff, did you ever remember? I'm the Mike that brought you the Suns baseball cards. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sweet. Nice. I remember that. Did you ever get them to him? I did, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Did he have uh, any reaction? Yeah. He, he just, I think he had seen it before, but he, he was like, man, those were, those were the days. Um, kind of when you get I started, I think all those guys remember 
those first kind of few minor league years, and they're pretty special. Yeah, I, I thought he'd get more enjoyment out of them than I did. I, I loved him, but I thought he would just, since he's on the card, it would mean more to him than it ever would to me. <laughs> so I just wanted to, I just wanted to get him to him, you know, because I, I enjoyed watching y'all play back then. That was that was great when y'all played for Florida. Yeah, those were um, the days, Mike. Appreciate it. All right. All right, buddy. All right. Hey, I enjoy listening to you guys. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. Thank you. See, All right. That's really cool that he did that. You know Jawan James from around yeah, here? Yeah. He's coaching. I think he's the Union County head coach yep. now. But he played for the Phillies minor leagues. I don't, he never got up. But they, they had baseball cards of him. And, like, maybe a month ago, as a thank you, one of the kids – gave him like a little plaque with all of his cards on there oh, no and he posted it and and like you could t- like he wrote a lot about that like this is the most meaningful yeah, thing meaningful. so that that is really cool i used to yeah. try to and and at least the guys that i played with i would go buy their first like minor league card and find it on ebay for a dollar or two and and get all those and and then try to get a bunch of the gators at least try to get one of those first minor league cards but now rookies come in so quickly and i'll try to do that but yeah it's fun to yeah. see that first card for sure Let's get uh, Nick to join us next. Hey, Nick, what's up? Not Nick. Hello. This is not. This is not Nick. Who is it? This is Big Gator. Oh, hey, Big Gator, what's up? Oh, where they got Nick from? <laughs> it sounds similar. Yeah, maybe, maybe they were, maybe they were thinking about your body part. It, r- it rhymes with yeah, Nick. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh Just a couple of quick things. The. Uh, as far as the Gators and baseball, you know, we just get to, just need to start over and go from here. Not worry about what happened in the past. That's right. Uh, did you see the, any of the Tennessee Vanderbilt stuff? I watched yesterday's game a little bit. Uh, you missed one the day before. I think it was the day before where they threw the first baseman out of the game toward the end of the game. Oh, no, yeah. It was the se- I saw the highlight. It's the second baseman. It's the same jack wagon that was talking smack against the Gators, too. After Florida had beaten him the first two games, mm-hmm. he decides to get his old cocky self over there in the dugout and talking smack and doing a bunch of stuff. And yeah, he he had that coming to him. Well, uh, you know, he 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 was really running his mouth, and and I really think there was two reasons that he really got thrown out. Number one, it was because of uh, it was because of what happened to Neely. They were going to just stop something before it started. But when they were when the umpire was pushing him back toward the dugout, he had his back to the umpire and he turned around and swung and almost hit him. Yep. So, but I really think that the biggest part of him getting thrown out was because of Neely. I just, I mean, I I think every umpiring crew has a little different mindset of about Tennessee because of the shenanigans last year and the way that they acted. So they're a little more careful. And there's a couple of players on that team, he being one of them that is uh, a little more hot-headed than everybody else. So, yeah, they just uh, – they're, they're not going to tolerate it as much as they used to. But the reason I say that is because they didn't throw him out immediately. They all got together and talked about it and then threw him out. Yep. And I really think part of it could have been part of that. But uh, is Neely back in tonight? Um, He'll be back soon. Hey, there a problem? <laughs> no, no problem. He'll be back soon. I will say he should be back tonight because this well, was. Well, they don't play tonight. Game. Well, I meant tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah, he'll he'll be back in the dugout. Okay, I'm gonna say he's, he's, his suspension is over, right? 
Yes, correct. Suspension is over. Yeah. All right. All right, Big Gator. Here. Good hearing from you, man. So one thing I've noticed in the last couple, maybe handful of years, is there's many more college baseball fans. Mm-hmm. Like people are actually watching. I don't know if it's because of ESPN Plus or yeah, a lot they are SEC Network, but people are watching other teams' baseball in the SEC, like, like that gentleman saw that and was watching at, you know, some of the other callers. And another thing is I feel like they're having to reel in everything. Like they stopped the celebration stuff Tennessee was doing with like the Tom Sawyer code mm-hmm. or whatever that was. I don't know. Um, and they got to bring it back because it's out of control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They let it, they let it get too far. So now it's like, now it's gotta, like a complete 180 and yeah. it's almost too drastic. And it's obvious. And I think just, just some, and, and nobody does it the same way. Some, Treat it differently. If it's one crew, you might get more screwed than a different crew and how it works. So. But if you have a deterrent factor saying like, hey, look, this could happen. Yes. It wasn't happening before. Like Correct. you could almost do anything. Right. People were rounding the bases, giving the yeah. middle finger mm-hmm. <laughs> on TV yeah. and everything was fine. Yeah, But now it's like they're not letting that happen. Pretty crazy. So. All right, we got to take uh, one final break. We're going to come back with a little special guest, talk some high school baseball for the final few minutes of hour number one here on the tailgate. Good afternoon. I'm Matthew Rothman. The Florida Gators softball team hoped to avoid a three-game sweep against Tennessee tonight. The Gators look to bounce back after giving up seven runs in the sixth inning in Sunday's 11-10 loss. Coverage of this game begins at 6.45. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning take on the Toronto Maple Leafs at home in Game 4 of the first round of the NHL playoffs. The Lightning want to even the series after an overtime goal by Morgan Riley in Game 3, giving the Maple Leafs a 2-1 series lead. In the NBA playoffs, the Miami Heat host the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 4 of the first round. The Heat look to take a 3-1 series lead after a 22-point win in Game 3. Bucks expect star forward Giannis Antetokounmpo to return after missing the last two games with a lower back contusion. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matthew Rothman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At International Diamond Center, their diamonds don't just sparkle, they come to life. The diamond doesn't smile at you, don't buy it. The diamond's got to talk to you. IDC owner Keith LeClaire says the reason his diamonds have this magical quality is because every diamond at IDC has passed through the highest possible quality control standards and chosen for maximum beauty. You're seeing the brilliance and the scintillation. There's no obstruction in that diamond. There's no internal green. There's no clouds. An IDC diamond is better because, pure and simple, we put the time, the effort of selecting only the best. Every diamond is going to be handpicked by us. We're looking for nothing but the top, top, top percent. So there's never any cutting corners, no compromising, no settling for an okay diamond. Let's be critical. Let's pick the best and deliver the best we can. We do all the hard work in the beginning. Is that diamond you're about to buy just okay, or does it speak to you? Come to IDC and listen before you buy. Anybody that sees it on her hand, they're going to be on. Where'd you get that diamond? International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net.
All right, we welcome you back. Final few minutes of hour number one. And since we're talking baseball, I thought it would be a, a great opportunity to get uh, one of the greatest minds of uh, Florida, high school baseball, and gosh, even the, the country, what this guy has been able to do. Rich Hoffman joins us now to wrap things up, and we'll be here all day and won't even let him talk if we talk about all the accolades and state titles and national championships. And I think uh, for, for everybody that doesn't know about Rich, the, uh, the biggest thing, he coached A-Rod in high school. So A-Rod knew everything from this guy. Rich, what's up, buddy? Paul? Yes, good sir. Buddy. <laughs> How you doing, coach? I'm doing good. I'm getting ready to do some teach some hitting over here at uh, Gator Ball. But I uh, love talking to you guys and uh, always have something good to say. It it is, and you know, I and you've only been up in this area now for for a couple of years. You know, a lot of your success down in South Florida certainly, and um, it's it's fun to see you now get acclimated to this area. And you know, as, as you now like, you, you see what high school baseball is all about around here. It's uh, it's got to be fun to be a part of this community and just be able to take all the knowledge that you have and and kind of expand it to this part of the the state of Florida. Yeah, it's been really a good. Uh, uh, movement for me you know i mean i certainly enjoyed south florida uh for 50 some years and had a lot of success there but baseball is baseball and teaching is teaching of it so uh i've connected with steve barton here at gator ball we have a good thing going here so uh, i'll be coaching both of your boys uh, in the summertime so i'm looking forward to that yeah super super lucky to have you um I've been watching baseball for for a while, not nearly as long as you've coached it and been around the game, but just just in the handful of years I've been around you, you you've set some things into my mind that I won't forget. One of them, just like last week, when you said, you know, four out of five balls beat me in front if you're an outfielder. So I don't I don't want balls to beat me in front. And I was like, man. So now I watch balls that beat beat guys <laughs> in front. You know. Yeah. Um, what what is the and that leads me to my question. I mean, I guess that's just a constant from the game, you know, that you've been coaching your whole life. What do you see now with these younger players being the biggest difference, maybe to, to maybe years past? Well, I think honestly, it's about teaching of the game. Um, you know, I think it's uh, the evolution of the game has, has gone to home runs, strikeouts, uh, high velocity pitching, and not so much of the little parts of the game which I think take really good teachers so most of the coaches today just you know want to want to play the games and they don't really want to spend the time teaching and practicing the little things that make a difference in close ball games so that that's a big change that I've seen and it drives me crazy you know when when you got to run around second and no out and you don't move them to third base with one out or you got to run around third with one out you can't even put the ball on play mm-hmm. so those are things that, you know, that a purist like myself uh, really, I, I try to teach, you know, contact and putting the ball in play and uh, just hard work, repetition, uh, accountability, uh, all things. Uh, sometimes that doesn't take place as much today as it did in the past. Well, and, and Rich, too, and we saw with the Gators this past weekend and, you know, I, you know a lot of times – teams lose because of base on balls and it seems so simplistic but that that's got to be frustrating too I, I mean I know I sit there and watch it and you've seen it so many times over the years but I mean how when, when you sit there and you talk about okay it'll take two or three hits to maybe score a run or two if 
no base on balls or hit by pitches happen. But if you're walking a guy or two, then all of a sudden one hit turns into two or three runs. It's it's pretty crazy just the amount of base on balls that we're seeing this day and age, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a really a, a disease almost, you know, and it, it just gets me. Uh, I can't stand watching it. And, you know, I mean, I say three or four walks in a row, even in college, and it's unbelievable that that happens. And I think at the lower levels, it comes down to a lack of coaching. You know, you're not teaching kids the proper mechanics to uh, have control and to to throw strikes. So I think, you know, mechanics really lead to control. And so if you don't have uh, proper mechanics, then I think you get in trouble with with, uh, base on balls. And the pitcher's inability to correct himself after one or two pitches. So I believe in teaching the pitcher how to correct himself, not that the coach should yell out at him, you know, do this, do that. And one of the things I always did with my pitchers is I always had key words. I never believed in telling a guy, throw strikes. I mean, what do you think he's trying to do? <laughs> you know, he's, he's not trying to throw a ball. So I always had key key phrases like, you know, get to the balance point or, or extension or, you know, front shoulder, things that they can correct, you know, and have some possibility of doing it because the worst feeling in the world is when a pitcher looks over in the dugout, he wants some help, you know? Yep. And if we can't, if the coach can't tell him what he's doing wrong and can't correct it, you know, that's, that's really a, a tough thing. So pitching's the key. And, you know, you see it with Florida. Uh, that, you know, my two of my boys coached at the, the Canes, who you, you like so much. And, <laughs> you know, and they, they had the same problem. You know, they're, they're middle relievers, can't throw strikes. And, and so that gets you in trouble. I always said, if you, if you make a high school team get three hits in an inning, a clear hit, it doesn't happen very often. Nope. So if, if you don't boot the ball or you don't put them on free, hit them or put them on free, chances are it's, it's not going to happen. And a perfect example is you can get out a pitching machine and you can play nine innings in an inter-squad game, and the score is usually two to one or three to two because there's no walks. You know, and if there's no errors, you're not going to score many runs today. Great point. So that's kind of how that's kind of how I see the whole game. You know, eliminate free stuff, and then uh, I think you got a chance to win. And then I don't think I mean. What do I know? But I think when you're when you're a defender <clears throat> sitting behind that and your guys walking guys, I mean, you shouldn't. This shouldn't happen to you, but you're just not as ready. If that makes sense, it's almost like you're lulled to sleep, and then the ball's hit hard, and because a guy's trying to groove one, and I think that becomes a problem. But you've actually coached uh, Hoffman some some guys that that actually are pitching coaches. I think uh, Ortega Artiega, down at, yeah, yeah at, at Miami and, and Gino. I think Gino was one of your guys, the head coach in high school, right? Of Miami. Yes, they they both played for me, and they were great players and great people. And you know, I mean, JD's great pitching guy and he he has you know his guys have trouble too so uh, you know and Sully's a great pitching guy and his guys walk people so uh, you know I don't and on it's not at that level I'm not sure it's all about coaching at that point or teaching but you know to me uh you have to just 
pound the plate and take your chances. And what happens is, in high school especially, with poor defense, the kid will make a good pitch, make a routine ground ball or a fly ball, and somebody will drop it or they'll throw it away or boot it. So now all of a sudden panic sets in. You know, and now he says, well, if these guys can't make plays behind me, I'm going to have to try to strike everybody out. And so instead of just continuing to do their job, they start pressing a little bit, and I think that causes some trouble too. So to me, uh, it's a lot of mental. Like one of the things that bugs me more than anything else is he'll get two quick outs in the inning, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. four pitches and they get two outs. And what does he do to the third guy? He freaking walks them <laughs> on four pitches. Yep. Why? Because I think he, he, there's a letdown in mentality there. And, like, he says, well, man, I'm almost out of this inning. And then he, he doesn't – he lets up just a little bit and then a couple balls and all of a sudden, oh, I better get it back in there. And it doesn't happen. Yep. It doesn't happen. Well, I know you got to make some things happen, uh, Coach, and so thanks for the uh, yeah. the 10 minutes. We'll let you get out of here, but, yeah, we'll, we'll do All it right. again for sure. Give some yeah. more time and yeah. relive the, uh, the, the, the good old days. Yeah, I love you guys, man. You guys really know the game, and I really respect that a lot. I love hanging out with you. All right, Rich Hoffman, everybody, okay. a, a member of the High School Athletic uh, Hall of Fame and all these other uh, great things that he's got going on for him. We need to take a break. We'll uh, come back and – Begin hour number two. Talk some baseball, some football. No hockey. No hockey today. PG's not a hockey guy. Me neither. But we're glad he's here. We'll be right back here on WRUF. WRUF Gainesville. U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Your joints are talking to you, right? They're saying, hey, something's not right. You didn't listen because you thought the pain would go away in a week or two, but it's not going away. Football legend Emmett Smith knows you've got to listen to your body. Never ignore what it's telling you. And when it sends pain signals, don't wait. Get ahead. Stop it in its tracks with a visit to the nation's leader in joint pain relief. That's QC Kinetics. Yeah, they are way ahead of the curve in this pain treatment business. QC Kinetics says no to invasive surgeries and harsh drugs. They found a better, natural way to relief, using your body's own healing properties that you were born with. And it takes place same day, right in the office during your appointment. No surgeries and no downtime. Before that pain goes next level, get ahead of it. Go see QC Kinetics. Stop it in its tracks. 
Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. No, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. All right, we welcome you back. Jeff Cardozo here with you. PG alongside today. It is a Sonic Sound Off Monday and a lot to chat about. So back, back to Coach Hoffman yeah. for one second before you jump to these calls. Sure. Uh, he, he um, I don't know if you, I don't, we can't even add up all the state titles. No, I think it's more than 10. That's crazy, man. A couple he, national titles. Yep. And he's put, he had 50 guys drafted. Double-digit guys play in the league. He has guys, like we were saying, like Gino down at Miami, the head coach mm-hmm. and the pitching coach. And there's many others that are actually coaches now. Well, he's with Chris Arroyo, yep. who's on the Gators now. Yep. There you go. So, get a couple there. Does he does he surprise you sometimes with, like, kind of the links to you? <laughs> yeah, that, it's a little weird. It is a little weird, yeah. right? Like, he just kind of – But it's he's, cool. He's been he, doing he knew Nick Belmonte yep. very well, coached up Nick back in the day in South Florida. Um, Doug Mankiewicz, you remember that name? Oh yeah, dude. No yeah. batting gloves. Yeah, he was he was like Jeff McNeil oh, back yeah. in the day. Just just <laughs> got on base, man. He was awesome. But really appreciate him in the area. And if anybody really wants to have their kid coached, I mean, I can't think of a better resume or a guy. Now that we've gotten to know him over yeah. these years, I mean, it's special to have him here. Yeah. So Certainly thank you, Coach. So. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for coming on. All right, let's get uh, back to the phones, and Mike will kick off the second hour. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, gentlemen. How you doing? Good. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to have to disagree with a couple of callers about they liked it better in the Bill Lambeer days in the NBA. 
I stopped watching because it was just, you know, a big guy backing his way down and shooting a five-foot shot. There was no finesse. It was just half-court basketball. I like the speed of the game. I like great passing and, and fast breaks and where you can see the athletic ability of the player. When you're playing half-court basketball, it's, it's, uh, you're not really showing what the, somebody can do. It's just, you know, running a certain set and getting a jump shot. But I guess it's different strokes for different folks. I just didn't like the the, the brutality. Basketball is not supposed to be a, a contact sport. It, 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 that's the way it was first originated. But it turned into a real contact sport back in the building of beer days. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, Jeff, about the, the pitching. You, you, we're seeing an unbelievable amount of walks, not, not even in softballs, but do you think it's because they're trying to throw the ball and, and get their for the scouts, they're trying to show them that they average 98 miles an hour in the fastball, and they're not they're, they're, they're sacrificing control for trying to get that speed up? I, I think that's part of it, but, but honestly, Mike, and I, and I think we see it in the big leagues too, because everything <laughs> is now online or video or monitored. Yeah. Every umpire is so scared to give balls off the plate. Like if it's a borderline pitch, they're not going to call it the right way or they're not going to give you that strike because then if it comes back and it says, okay, well, this guy missed – 72% of the strike calls or something like that, then he's going to lose his job. And all these guys are so just anal when they would rather call it the other way because it looks better the other way that we're seeing more walks. I, I think there's a lot of pitches now, especially in the college game that I see. And there was probably 10 in just one game on, on Saturday where the umpire in previous years would have called that a strike. So I, I think with all this video and everything else that's going on and, and how just critical people are nowadays because of what's going on, that's, that's why you're seeing more walks as well. well are they actually strikes? Or, or is it well, not, not to the definition, but to where yeah. you used to have umpires give an inch or two off the plate. Like imagine if Tom Glavin was, was pitching just, now. I was just thinking yeah, about Tom He, he might not be a Hall of Famer anymore. No. Because he wouldn't get well, the, the type of outs that he used to get. That's why I say we need to go to, uh, you know, they, if they can put a man on the moon, they can, they can make it where you can tell if the ball strike electronically. And I don't know why it's that expensive that you can't do it on the college game. I think you can get it down where it's, you know, they already have so much stuff. They, they know how fast Yeah, but, the but see, again, though, Mike, though, if you're saying that, you're going to, if, if you go to electronic strike zone, it might even be more walks. Because there's such a fine line of what that strike zone is. I, in my opinion, if they did that, I think they need to widen the plate a little bit. Well, that, that might be a solution for it. And, and the thing that bothered me this weekend was, it, you know, players can't show emotion. But when that, that one umpire uh, would call a strike for South Carolina, it means he's kicking his leg up in the air and all these theatrics, you know. And all it is is to get in good with the crowd. Uh, I, I thought some of the stuff he did was was out of line. Yeah, I, I almost called him Enrico Palazzo on the air because <laughs> you know that's what that's what he did in Top or Naked Gun to get the crowd into it. He started showboating. It, it was yeah. obnoxious, to be honest with you. I've never seen an umpire punch out 
the Gators like he did. That's like what we were yeah. talking about, though. It that was mindset crazy. of the home crowd yeah. taking over. It's human nature. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to go that far. I agree, Mike. I yeah. totally do. Yeah. But, but if you're electronic, you take all that out of it. And that that's, you know, I just... And, you know, I hate to even mention this, but I think it'd be really naive to think there's not... I'm not choosing any umpires or anything that there's not a lot of gambling going on. And you would take that out of it, too. I, you know, as easy as it is to gamble now, uh, I think we're going to find out there's a lot more gambling in college than, than what people really realize. I, I don't know what you guys think, but it's just human nature, you know. And now the players have some extra money, especially in football. I think it's, it's, it's probably a bigger problem than people realize. Yeah, we just saw it in the NFL over the weekend. What, five or six yeah. guys got Lions banged? For betting, yeah. so. And what one 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 last thing? What about the rosin in the in the gloves that, that's going on right now? I'm I, uh, I'm trying to think of the Yankee pitcher. He's the really Mets. good last year. Scherzer. Uh, no, it, no, no, it was no, Cole no, last no. year that had oh, the, okay. the spider tack. Yeah. Yeah, but there's another uh, uh, Yankee pitcher that when he was playing the Orioles early this year, the umpire went out there and looked at his glove and he okayed it, but. Is there something? Is, is there something with a lot of pitchers using this, and is it something new, or is it just they're catching it now? Well, when you use rosin, sometimes the if you use water on the rosin, it clumps on your hand, okay. right? So if you if you're using the rosin bag and then you put just water on it, it reacts, and it actually it, it creates these clumps. So to get the clumps off, you can't use more water. So then you have to use alcohol. So then you put alcohol okay. on your hand, but then that makes your hand sticky. Yep, makes it even more sticky. So the umpires know all that, and that's what Scherzer got popped for for the Mets. And he, the umpires knew that he had used alcohol, and he went berserk. He kind of acted like a little leader. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. But, but he was saying, hey, look, I had rosin, the water. You told me to get it off, so I came back out. You knew I used alcohol. And I actually have seen it where they take the baseball after they use the alcohol and the and they turn your hand over and the ball's underneath you and it sticks. Mm-hmm. The ball doesn't fall to the ground with gravity. So it creates not a spider tack, which is what Cole, the Yankees, got in trouble for the year before or two years ago, um, but it creates a sticky substance. So they're going to have to well, do why something. Are they, uh, why are they doing this? Well, what because the, the problem is the balls are so slick. And you got guys throwing 100 miles an hour, and if they can't hang on to the baseball, they don't want to hit somebody in the face mm-hmm. throwing 100 miles yeah. an hour. So they need a little bit of grip on there. That what they've done to the baseball has completely changed it, and these guys need that kind of stuff. Uh, there's basically no seams anymore. Like if if the uh, uh, next time you can do it, but maybe you can go to like Dick's or something and buy a Major League Baseball. Like it's it's crazy. How just the difference and, and how much is has it changed. So, material? no, it's not a different material. It's just they've. It's just the way that they've it's done policy. with the seams now and the sl- slickness of the baseball. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Go get. All right, Mike. Thank you. You know they want offense, which sells, and, yeah. and I get it. I like the shift being gone, mm-hmm. and then I hear the argument. Well, if you're a major leaguer, you should be able to hit away from the shift, which I get that too. But you're watching guys get more hits now. They have to play their position, which is more of a traditional thing. Uh, But they've changed everything to work against the pitcher, I feel like. Uh, In the college game we've talked about before, the ball is just flying out. Um, I don't feel like the major league ball is doing that, but you're you're 100% right on the seams, which then takes away a lot of the pitcher's breaking stuff. Mm -hmm. 
So and yeah, and then there's slicker too. Is mm-hmm. what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. I didn't so know. you need something to hang on to the baseball a little bit better. And then you know the the last thing, and where Scherzer, Scherzer got part of it, the sweat mm-hmm. going with the rosin creates that stickiness as well. And then, but I think it was more he had something in his glove. They wanted him to change his glove, and then. It was it was a whole big mess. He's, he's a hothead. But it's it's also the same umpire that's done that to three different people. It's mm-hmm. similar to the guy that threw out Neely. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's a different home plate umpire, he probably doesn't get thrown out of the game mm-hmm. and everything's fine. And it just happened to be that's the guy that's checking Scherzer. He's already banged a couple of people for the same thing. It's, hey, I'm about me and I'm going to be like that militant and... That's what's going to happen. So it's so, just bad luck. Funny, funny, quick story about that. So I was watching the game Sunday, and they interviewed Buck Showalter. And if you notice, Buck didn't come out and argue for Max Scherzer. Right. And then they told the story about um, when he, when when Buck coached for the Yankees, and George Steinbrenner called down to the dugout to tell him that the pitcher that they were facing, the opposing pitcher, was cheating, and they knew it. Well, Buck didn't want to say anything because his guys were doing it too. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. it's like, what do you do? When right. the spider tech thing was going on, a lot of guys were using it. Yep. So it's like league wide. Sure. Uh, so really it's up to major league baseball. Yeah, you don't want it to be known because then your guys are going to now pay the price for it too. Yep. So he didn't want to push that too far. He backed his player, but if you noticed, he didn't, yeah, you know, never really stick his neck out there. And, yeah. You know, Made it a huge deal. All right, we got to get a break. We'll do that. Come back. Keep the phone calls a coming. Titan MRI hotline is 392-8255. Come join us here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matthew Rothman. The Florida Gators softball team hopes to avoid a three-game sweep against Tennessee tonight. The Gators look to bounce back after giving up seven runs in the sixth inning in Sunday's 11-10 loss. Coverage of this game begins at 6.45. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning take on the Toronto Maple Leafs at home in Game 4 of the first round of the NHL playoffs. The Lightning want to even the series after an overtime goal by Morgan Riley in Game 3, which gave the Maple Leafs a 2-1 series lead. In the NBA playoffs, the Miami Heat host the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 4 of the first round. The Heat look to take a 3-1 series lead after a 22-point win in Game 3. The Bucks expect star forward Giannis Antetokounmpo to return after missing the last two games with a lower back contusion. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matthew Rothman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small, they do it all, from service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. 
Hey y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. The calendar has turned and it's time to start planning the annual carnival dressed up as a charity golf tournament known as the Bob Dooley Invitational. Leonardo's is proud to once again be a title sponsor of the funnest event in Gainesville. When you eat at Leonardo's, your money stays in town and thanks to the support of the tailgate listeners, we're able to continue to make a positive impact in the community. Leonardo's Millhopper is Gainesville's iconic restaurant. Did you say funnest? Hey, just like our garlic butter, I was on a roll. (laughs) All right, guys, listen up. We know lots of things about sports, beer, and some things we can't say on the radio, but one thing I'll admit that I don't know much about is jewelry. But ladies love jewelry, so over the years I've acted like I'm a pro when in reality I've let Oaks Jewelry do all the work. Now there's always that time of year that needs to be celebrated or that time of year when, of course, you're in the doghouse. And either way, Oaks Jewelry's got you. They've got a huge inventory on anything imaginable. So many beautiful things she'll look amazing in and you don't have to do a thing. They'll wrap it, put it in a bag with a bow, and you'll know that she's going to think you're the greatest guy on the planet. Folks, it doesn't get any easier. Oaks Jewelry does all the work. You get all the credit. It's your special somebody. She's worth it. And something special from Oaks Jewelry is what she really wants. Check them out right across the street from the Oaks Mall on Newberry Road in Gainesville. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. Nobody likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, Jeff, back here with you. PG alongside today, having a great Monday here on the tailgate. It might turn bad here, though, if I tell you this. You know whose birthday it is today? Uh, it's not Hulk Hogan, because he was born when I was born. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that's, so, that's my claim to fame. Michael J. Fox is my birthday guy. Really? Yeah. I met so Michael kind of, J. Fox. Did you really? Yeah, I was in that movie, um, Doc Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Down in Yeah, when I moved here, and he, oh. was, uh, he was the main guy. I got a good story. I'm going to plug Jamil from Mealy Pops. Okay. So... I was going through my baseball cards because I was giving them to JJ, and I found like you know those old note cards, those index cards. Yeah. But I 
and it was signed and I'm like, dang, who is this? And JJ found it. He said, who is this dad? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. It's on an index card. Yeah. Why would I have that at a game? <laughs> so we take, he's like, we're going to take it to Jamil. We're going to go to Mealy Pops. I'm like, all right. So I know I'm spending 200 bucks because yeah. you know, he's wanting like the fresh stuff. So I'm like, cool. He did good in school. So let's go. Um, and I give it to Jamil and he looks at me and he goes, takes it to the back, comes out with like a goggle on. He goes, this is Michael J. Fox. And I said, dang, that's where I got dang. it. And then he said, and this is cool. He goes, what's really nice about this is that this is pre Parkinson's Michael J. Fox. So he goes that deep. Yeah, way right? back. And um, th- another part of that story is when Michael J. Fox was doing Doc Hollywood here in Micanopy and staying in Gainesville, Micanopy, he started first getting those Parkinson's symptoms. And it was very light. His hand would shake or, you know, some little tremor, but it wasn't a lot. So he went into Shands and that's where they basically diagnosed him. Wow. They said, we believe this is early Parkinson's. And, um, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, Didn't know that. Back to that, yeah, all <laughs> that, that card, man. Movie in the car. So yeah, I got to miss school for like a week. Can't beat that. It was. Uh, now, can we see you in the movie? Because yeah, but I was movie. I was a kid, man. It was like walking down the street when he walked with the pig. With the pig, yeah. He's going to trade the pig in, yeah. and then um, because it was it was fictionally Grady, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So every it was like forty degrees out. We had to act like it was summer. Okay. And I had this Grady, South Carolina hat on. It was green. I used to have it, but we got my mom threw it out or something. But um, yeah, you see me in a few different spots. I was an extra. I didn't okay. have a line, but That's I was awesome. in a lot of scenes. Yeah. So yeah, pretty, well, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but no, it's uh, Chipper Jones's birthday, Mister Met Killer. Oh, I love Chipper, man. Okay. He's a gator. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's dude. Gator. I, I respect greatness. Yeah, he was he was really good. He's really and he good. killed the Mets back in the day. He did like. named his kid Shay. I know after <laughs> Shay Stadium, he batted like five hundred there. I think it was legit four fifty yeah, or something. Yeah, he tore it up. Yeah, and he loved it. He would have played so well in New York. I mean, he just, he liked that. He did. But he's not a New Yorker. No. So I, I respect Chipper. I respect Glavin. When Glavin went to the Mets, he didn't get the outside corner anymore. And right. I was pissed about yeah. that. I'm <laughs> like, I've been watching this for a decade. <laughs> Give me the outside corner. Because his stuff was pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. He didn't get it as much. Yeah. He didn't. But what what Met or what guy, what, what guy did you respect? That, that, that was you know, on a different team? Yeah. That you, you know, it was a rival that. Yeah, um, that's a good question. You can't think of a Met, can you? <laughs> yeah, I can't. That's yeah, the not really a, ever a Met that you just get like the, the guy that I Degrom. Yeah, I, I guess, but that was like but he lost was, a lot. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, he never won. I think to to me it was more of a I just couldn't stand Kirby Puckett because of the World Series. Like in the early '90s, things like that. So yeah, yeah. Those, he got glaucoma. What I That's what ended his career. Yeah, his done. eyes. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. All right, lots of calls to get to, so let's do it. The Cattleman joins us next. Mikey, what's up? What's going on, Jeff? Good show as usual. I, I thought when you were saying the show was going to take a dark turn, I know how great you are with introductions for me. I figured that's you were leaving. You were, you were coming. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was able to get down a half a glass of sweet tea there. Not a baby. Coming to me. <laughs> Hey, uh, Jeff, um, first off, I didn't realize Tennessee and Florida playing softball tonight. Is that correct? Yep, final game. Okay, well, um, behind the curve on that. Where's that? Is that down there? That's oh, up up there in your neck of the okay, woods. Okay. Yeah, I might, might peek at that tonight. Is that on SC Network or you know anything about that? It or? is on, yeah, because they played a Saturday, Sunday, Monday series, so that way it could be on TV. Yeah, okay. Uh, I wanted to throw some quick draft stuff at you here, Jeff. But one thing I heard or saw, you probably saw this too, We probably that, the SEC does a great job, SEC Now, on the uh, highlight wrap-up show. You ever catch that on DVR or anything? Every now and then, yep. Yeah, they do a great job. Um, I don't know if you've seen this stat or not. Corbin, worst beating in Corbin's history. Mm-hmm. 
over the weekend. He's been coaching there, what, 15, 20 years? Uh, about eight, yeah, 18 or 19, yep. How, how long has the run rule been in, in the SEC? This year. Car? First year is this year. So, okay, so this is brand new. So, well, they were saying he got beat by 14 runs on Mississippi State one time, a freaky loss to Western Kentucky, and 16 runs to Tennessee. That's, that's Corbin's worst loss. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, and they've won now seven straight times against Vandy. And obviously they were good last year, but didn't see yeah, that coming this really, year. Yeah, I was more wanting to talk like the draft. But one thing on Vanderbilt, you know, we do our little back and forth. But Vanderbilt, we all know, was cheating all those years with those extra 100% scholarships and yep. everything. And everybody needs to hate Vanderbilt Agreed. in baseball. So enough of that. Um, hey, to draft real quick, Jeff, a little Dolphins for you here. But, um, you know, you hear so much about the 1983 draft. Is that probably to this day still the most famous draft? It seems like you hear more about that one than any yeah, of them. Yeah, because of the quarterbacks, sure. Yeah, okay, and that's kind of where I'm going here. So refresh me on this. It was, what, Elway, Marino, who were the other big names? Was it Kelly was in that one? Yeah, and then the, the dude that played for the Jets, was it uh... – Not Testaverde. Yeah, no. uh, yeah, I know you're talking Gro- about there. Yeah, Grogan or O'Brien? O'Brien, yeah. Ken O'Brien. Yeah, Ken O'Brien, yeah. Well, anyway, I guess as the story goes, I wasn't, I'm just stumbling into this, but there was the cocaine rumor on Marino, right? Didn't Marino slide or something? Um, yeah, I don't know if it was because of that, but he well, did. I mean, well, yeah, I listened to a lot of Miami Joe Rose in the morning. I think there was a, a coke rumor, and I think he slid. Maybe you could check see where he wound up getting drafted, but I think he slid in that draft. But I um, want to talk about the quarterbacks in this draft, but uh, – Speaking of the Dolphins there, Jeff, um, you know, they talk all the time in Miami about um, passing on Herbert for Tua. They, they, you turn on Miami Sports Radio they, you, for a week, you'll hear that brought up two or three times a week. Yeah. I, I, and, um, you, go ahead. No, I, I, and I, I probably agree with it. I, although, I mean, Tua, as good as he was in college, it's, it's hard to not take that into consideration. But I, I think you have to look at all the guys that haven't had the arm strength at the next level, and the ones that do have success have the arm strength, and Tua certainly doesn't have that, but uh, at least they, they've got a guy down there that calls the right plays. He's just, just too fragile yeah, and, now. That's and, the problem. Just, you wonder about the competition Herbert faced in college, but, you know, he had the big 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six frame, yeah, whatever. With, with an and, arm. Um, and that's why I, I you look think, at you look I, at Levis in this one. Yeah, and that's where, kind of where I was wanting to go. But I, I do think most people think that was a mistake. And these guys get paid a lot of money. I mean, mistakes happen. Jamarcus Russell, guys like that. But that boy, they they don't forget about Justin Herbert every time he wins a playoff game down there in South Florida. Of course. And and, and another thing too, of course, can't stay on the field. So there's that. Yeah, that's that's but, the biggest problem. But I mean, anybody can say, look at Aaron Rodgers, how much he slid, and where the guys that were drafted ahead of him. I mean, you're always going to have stuff like that. You just some sometimes people slide and you just you don't know why and the the guy that ends up drafting him looks like a genius and the guys that don't we're we're idiots but you have no idea yeah well, last thing for you Jeff this uh, quarterback I think this might be the 10 years from now we might be talking about this draft more than any of them because I mean this we got four quarterbacks lined up in what the top 5 or 6 picks probably I guess we'll see how it plays out. I mean, you don't yeah. know if Anthony's going to go two or he's going to go 22. Yeah, the over and under for first-round quarterbacks taken is four and a half. My boy Hooker might slide in the end of the first round. But usually the stats will say half these guys are going to boom and half of them are going to bust. But do you agree with me, Jeff, that the safe play is the Bama dude at one, mm-hmm. Will Levis at two, you know, everybody said he was falling. But if I'm, I'm just thinking if I'm a GM or an owner and I've got to pay these dudes, 
Um, we're, we're coming to find out that C.J. Stroud flucked the Wonder League. Apparently he's dumb as a bag of hammers. Mm-hmm. And we all know about ARs off the field stuff, you know, the super speed. And I'd be, I'd be taking a second look at him just off that alone. Is that how you would do it, the safe two plays or the Bama dude and Levis? I, I mean, I think the most intriguing is actually Richardson and the, the speed stuff. There's no reason to keep bringing that up. I mean, that's completely irrelevant. Would you, would you pay, pay multi millions of dollars for some dude who just ran 140 miles down in a, an hour down a city street? Yeah, because, I mean, there's been a lot of people who have done stupid things. Like, I mean, he, and, and Mike, just because I know him like I do, I mean, the, the guy is very high quality character. Like, there's no issues whatsoever. With, well, with any of that Georgia kind of guy. stuff, we could we could throw Jalen Carter, the Georgia dude, in there too, with the wreck, the tragedy they had. All right, but, yeah, I, but, but okay, but let's let's turn this into actually relevant sports talk and not have to bash somebody every single time because you do no, it all the I'm, time. No, I'm, I'm saying but, okay, but there there hasn't been business, one question brought up and, uh, no, about. No, you're, not, you're not hearing my question. You're not hearing my, my my business perspective. The safe two plays are the Bama dude and Levis. Do you agree with me? Well, if we're dropping Stroud because he didn't wonderlink. Yeah, he played, he, apparently he failed the Wonderland. But 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 Anthony did really well on that and his draft interviews. Like yeah. he really did well there from what all the reports were. So he didn't well, get it. Well, think, think if, it, if it was your life savings, your mortgage. I'm not talking about somebody else's money. If it was your job, if it was your family's future, who would you give your money to? I draft an offensive lineman. <laughs> That's what I would do. Hey, because hey, y'all hang in there. You know, I mean, I don't know why teams don't build like that more. I know the quarterback is so important, but yeah. look, San Fran took Trey Lance a couple years ago, and then they took Mr. Irrelevant and Purdy, mm-hmm. and they're almost that's ready to get rid of You yeah. just got to hit on a quarterback somehow. I know they're so important. Um, look at Jalen Hurts. Where was he, a third-rounder? The highest-paid dude in the NFL now, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Baltimore. He was a late first, right? Mm-hmm. Jackson. Um, we can go down the list. Where was uh, Mahomes' pick? The middle. Middle. You know, that's about where yeah, I. Yeah, several guys went ahead of him too. Uh, yeah, I can go. I mean, Dan Marino was picked twenty seventh. You yeah. know, uh, I just think where where was Tom Brady picked? I mean, he's like the quintessential yeah, six, guy you bring round. up. But um, you know, for every Peyton Manning. There's a Jamarcus Russell. And for, for all we know, I mean, did you ever – I don't know why. I, I guess I do know why. Will Levis has a great arm, mm-hmm. and, and I can see some things there, but I never was wowed by him. No, but I don't know if he necessarily had the talent that like uh, Stroud or you know anybody that is a quarterback at Alabama would have. Yeah. So for him to throw into some tight windows like he was able to do – he, he's impressive, but yeah, the numbers aren't going to be there just because he didn't have the the people around, nor did they run an offense that featured him yeah. like those two other places. So it's hard to we'll evaluate. See. It so is then very you hard try to, to use like you know tape, and then you use the combine, and mm-hmm. you get these numbers. But I, I just I would draft <clears throat> more sure bets with my early picks. That's sure. what I would do, but I'm not the guy. So I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'd take an offensive lineman or a D lineman. I'd build the lines of scrimmage and. uh find my quarterback yeah because there are yeah there's a lot out there and yeah. not a lot of the uh most successful ones are were those early picks Who, i mean we can who's the best quarterbacks in the nfl well allen for the bills and, and burrow too and burrow and yeah, obviously, obviously he was the number one but and yeah there's there's always probably half of them are guys that were drafted yeah, not drafted first yes correct yeah. agreed all right, let's get uh, who's next. We got Ryan next. Hey, Ryan, what's up? 
Oh, well, happy Monday, gentlemen. You too. Hey, uh, you had the, the fellow earlier ask about turning PG up. Um, but for me, it's kind of situational. I mean, if I got, you know, and they're they're in, and I'm filling around in the yard, and yeah, turn him up. But when the wife's in the car, and I'm forcing her to listen, I need you to turn him down. So <laughs> she just kind of looks at me and is like, "Why can't you sound like that?" <laughs> That's right. Why can't you give me the low sexy growl? Oh, but killing me, man. Killing always me. good to hear you, brother. Always good to have you on, man. And you're you're a half game. There's nothing before you ride me. I think you're a half game in first place right now. I think. No, oh, I ain't. Yeah. I ain't got no, brother. I ain't riding you, man. We're One, coming off of a four, four. You know, we're on a four-game skid, and uh, y'all are right there on our tails. And uh, yeah, I ain't got a whole lot to say. I tell you, that was my when the game when the Braves game ended yesterday. You know, we gave up the two spot and the three spot in the eighth and ninth. And I just thinking about the weekend as a whole. I thought, you know, the only way to sum it up was well, that didn't end well. And as Forrest Gump would say, that's all I got to say about that. And uh. Because basically, you know, around here, if you're you're 30 years of age and up, you're, you pretty much grew up a Braves fan if you like baseball. So, you know, for Gators got swept, Braves got swept, and then our girls have gotten, you know, take two down, and if they can maybe salvage one tonight for us. But, uh, I, Jeff, when – I mean, I know the run rule thing is new for the guys, but can you imagine uh, Sullivan and O'Sullivan and Walton uh, – and I know it was different because – we were the feature game week series starting with Thursday, and they were the feature, so their first game wasn't until Saturday. But basically game one, both getting run ruled. I'm hoping that's the first and last time that ever happens. Uh, I know. It's, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that from the pit. But, you know, it was funny how early in the year, you know, we weren't sure about the pin, and then it seemed to be the strength for a while. And then here lately, eh. But yeah, I know it's... South Carolina, they got, they got some sticks now. So there's no, there's no shame in going up there and, you know, having a couple of bad innings, but obviously getting swept don't that don't feel too good. No, yeah, you would have liked to have at least taken one, and and the Gators certainly had. I think they were in all three games. I mean, heck, the the yeah. game is three to three in the six, and you had two outs. Yeah, and then a, a a bad call by the umpire ignited the everything. So yeah, I, I, again, I I don't think people should panic by any means. And you get Missouri at home this weekend, so if you sweep right back, then you're fine there. And A and M's actually playing better. They might be ranked this week, but you got to go up there. But I think you can still take one, if not two, up there. And then, and then the big one's going to be Vandy at, at home in about a month. And you got to get hot yeah. at the right time. You do, yeah. So this is like I remember the '04 is their first championship year. They went through what is it, a three-game losing streak. They lost at Tennessee. I think they lost to South Carolina. It's like if you're going to have it happen, like I don't want it to happen, but if you're going to have it happen, like right now, get right, get pissed, yep. fix the problems, get hot, get back on track, yeah. right? And it happened to everybody. Yeah. So that's that's just my thought on that. The only thing that's alarming, you just don't want it to be a trend, is the walks. And then who are you really relying right. on other than Neely out of the bullpen? Like, who's your guy? Like, you need multiple guys. Yeah, I think Slater's the only other maybe reliable option because it's not Abner anymore. It's been four bad outings in a row now, and he's reverted back to what we saw last year. But, so. like, we see in different levels of baseball, now it's time for somebody to step up. Yeah. Somebody that's hungry, you yeah. got a spot. They got the stuff. And, and Cleet Hartsaw could be that guy. There you go. So, we'll see. Yeah, you're, you're right, PG. I mean, with the obviously you know the way these these boys are hitting right now i mean we know florida can put up stupid numbers and south carolina's doing that lsu a lot of them but 
I mean, Dadgum, when you throw in all, when that many walks and that many free bases, I mean, you're just asking for it, you know, so you just <laughs> can't do that. But um, and I, I know you probably need to jump on a break, but I was going to say you asked that question, PG, when I was on hold about uh, who was somebody Jeff respect. And, I, and for me, and obviously, um, you know, for the better part of a, more than a decade, you were bringing up uh, Chipper and Shea Stadium and being a Met killer, but, you know, the Mets and the Braves were kind of back and forth there for a while with the East. And a guy that I respected because he was a career guy, not just a one- or two-year, but David Wright was someone to me. I don't know if you all know anything about him off the field. He always seemed like a pretty respectable, upright, you know, good sportsman kind of dude. But I had a lot of respect for that cat. He just – he played a good, hard third base and was always right in the thick of things. And he was a – you know, he was he was a pain in our side a lot, yep, obviously. But on. I had a lot of respect for him. No, he, he coaches with the Mets. He does, like, instructional stuff, and he's there for spring training, but he never took a job in the minors. I guess he's like Wilkerson. He was waiting for – I think he's waiting. I think he's going to be a coach one day. Uh, but he's still heavily involved in the Met organization. He got spinal stenosis, which uh, came out of nowhere, if you guys remember, and that's, like, where your spinal cord has less room in it. It's kind of most of the time congenital, and that just – just ended his career he fought and tried and, and he did some surgeries you remember and it was just really yeah. a, and the Mets stood by him because he was he was the captain he was kind of the Mets version not not saying he was Derek Jeter but like you know came up with yeah. the team did everything right they could rely on him to be a good guy and he's still a big part of the organization he got and they gave him all his money you know because it's guaranteed so and he's, he's been a good you know uh, what do you call that a spokesman <laughs> for the Mets so just a shame it ended early, but no doubt, good old backs, man. It gets it gets all of us at some point, don't it? Pretty it's, much, yeah, keeps it you, does. It's keeps unfortunate. You a, keeps you in a living. Yeah, <laughs> a chiropractor told me one time, a long time ago. <clears throat> it's not competition. There's enough bad backs to go around. <laughs> you know, I always remembered that. And yeah. you look around, I'm like, yeah, that's I see exactly it. right. So a lot of people in this role. All right, Ryan, thank you, man. All right, right, we'll do. We'll uh, snag a break, come back, and wrap things up. You are listening to The Tailgate. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, 
Finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matthew Rothman. The Florida Gators softball team hopes to avoid a three-game sweep against Tennessee tonight. The Gators look to bounce back after giving up seven runs in the bottom of the sixth inning in Sunday's 11-10 loss. Coverage of this game begins at 6.45. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning take on the Toronto Maple Leafs at home in Game 4 of the first round of the NHL playoffs. The Lightning want to even the series after an overtime goal by Morgan Riley in Game 3, which gave the Maple Leafs a 2-1 series lead. In the NBA playoffs, the Miami Heat host the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 4 of the first round. The Heat look to take a 3-1 series lead after a 22-point win in Game 3. Bucks expect star forward Giannis Antetokounmpo to return after missing the last two games with a lower back injury. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matthew Rothman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy. And I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. If you're celebrating a milestone anniversary this year or just starting the process of picking out that engagement ring, welcome to International Diamond Center. At IDC, we're one of a few jewelers around the world with direct access to exquisite diamonds from Namibia. These are the highest quality, most brilliant diamonds on the planet. And with IDC's connections with the cutters, you can be assured of the ultimate in value with no middleman markups. And just as important as the brilliance of our diamond is the source itself. An IDC diamond comes only from specific minds that follow strict international laws and environmental standards. Not only do we guarantee conflict-free diamonds, we are proud that when you purchase an IDC diamond, you are helping provide dignified employment, much-needed education, and necessary health care to African families. So come and shop with confidence at IDC. Confidence in the quality, the value, and the integrity of our diamonds. International Diamond Center. Transparency, honesty, responsibility. Learn more at shopidc.com or visit our showroom today at Celebration Point. Sports Scene with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, been great having PG in today. Hope everybody is having a, a wonderful Sonic Sound Off Monday. Dude, I know we were talking about that 83 draft. Yeah. As the cattleman brought up. He said 84, but it was 83. 83. Man, that draft, dude. I mean, you had Elway and then Dickerson went, and then Kurt Warner. 
And then you had uh, Bruce Matthews at nine. There's just so many studs. James Jones from Florida went uh, right before Jim Kelly and Tony Eason. Then you had Willie Galt, um, Gary Anderson, who was a running back. He went to Arkansas. <laughs> Willie Galt was good on Tecmo Bowl. Heck yeah, back in dude. The day. He was great. The Raiders? Yeah. You had Bo and, and Willie <laughs> Galt. He had everything. And then you had Davey O'Brien and, and Dan Marino. And then the last pick in the first round was Daryl Green, fastest man in the NFL. Yeah. That is a stacked draft, even past just first round. I mean, you almost couldn't go wrong in that draft. No, not at all. Jeez. But see, I would have got a Hall of Famer. Offensive tackle Bruce Matthews out of USC. That's who I would have took. <laughs> Safe route. Safe with route. five NFL Hall of Fame quarterbacks. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's get back to the phones. Porter is next. Hey, Porter. Yeah, uh, uh, quick question. You're talking about, uh, um, dang it, Corbin. Uh, Corbin and Sully are both from Clemson, Leggett's tree. Who, who's uh, Who's been here longer? Does Sully have a year? I can't remember. No, um, Corbin got the Leggett? job first. He's a couple, oh, Cor- couple Corbin years. Got, okay. Yep. Okay, for some reason I couldn't have drawn a blank on that. Jeff, you were talking about the uh, FS, the FAMU game a couple of weeks ago, how you look back at the box score, and, and there were uh, six of the seven arms that Florida sent out there were uh, – Big leaguers. Uh, yeah, at least big leaguers at some point. And I, more than that, I, three of the eight position players, Richie Martin had a cup of coffee up there, and Harrison Bader and uh, Pete Alonzo. Yeah. So three of the eight. And I was looking at the pitchers, and I, I, I wasn't sure who the other one was. I know Kirby Sneed, Dane Dunning, uh, A.J. Puck uh, – uh, Pointer and Anderson. Who was the other? I was just curious. Uh, I'll have to relook at it to to remember. Right, Ryan Harris and Jeff something. She'll sh- Schaefer or Sher- Oh yeah, Justin I, I Justin Schaefer. He he pitched Justin in the big Schaefer. leagues with the uh, Blue Jays. Okay, I was just curious. I, I wasn't down. Yeah, I was just curious about that. Um, uh, uh, answer my phone Saturday evening. You know, of course, after this uh, irritating sweep, you know, look down. It's Bill Horn. Alan Horn's dad calling. He, he was calling, saying, "What's going on with our boys?" But um, I was talking to him. I said, well, the walks with Cagman. And he said, well, it's just him. It's all of them, which is true. And uh, his, his take immediately, I wanted to get your opinion. He said, well, you can't pitch when it's always 2-0 and 2-1. You've got to get ahead in the count. Um, I, I know you certainly agree on that. What's your, what's your, your take on that? I hadn't really looked. I, I always look at that as from the perspective of the batter. I hate it seem to always go out there and not swing at the good pitches and be down in the 0-2 hole. But um, do you see a, a problem there? And if so, do you think it's nibbling or, or, uh, or what? No, I think Florida's been so much better this year, strike one. And we highlight that a lot during the broadcast and, and first pitch right. strikes. So um, it's I don't think it's nibbling. I just I, I think that it's just guys not throwing strikes. I mean, it's just, it's plain and simple. And I think early on, Sprout and Waldrop especially are this way. Like They don't command the fastball well early on. And then they have to groove the fastball and it gets hit. So even though they're throwing 96, 97, 100 in Sprout's case, those fastballs are getting hit because people are keying in on the fastballs. And that's what South Carolina did. So to me, it's almost like I think they need to mix in the other stuff because nobody has hit Sprout's changeup this year at all. Nobody can hit him at all. They hit the fastballs mm-hmm. and then nobody hits Waldrop splitty. But they're just waiting on one pitch and the fastball. So I think teams are also doing good job of, of waiting and recognizing fastballs, but it's because those guys are missing, and they're missing over the middle part of the plate and, and not nibbling, so to speak, or not hitting the corners. I got you. It's, it's, it's a lot easier said than done. It's yep. Throw strike, don't swing at balls. But um, I remember a couple of many, many years back, I can't remember if this was early under Sully or later under McMahon, but um, – Make two of two of your first three pitches a strike. That was a, that was a, a mantra, and it was kind of a different way. I'd never really looked at it. Do you remember uh, one of the coaches? That was his big 
um, one of his preaching points was. Yep, that was him. That was that was Sully. No, that was, was uh, Pat McMahon. That was late McMahon. I could, I couldn't remember. Yep. I was just curious. Want to be tripping on that? All right, guys, enjoy the show as usual. All right, Thank Porter, be safe. Thank you. So. There, there's a stat, not you know, what's the most important pitch in baseball? Strike one, right? You've always heard that. Yeah. But statistically, 92%, uh, if you throw strike one, do not become. 8% of strike ones are hits. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. So if you get, would you want to be sprout and just, you don't want to throw the fastball every pitch because then you're sitting on that. Sure. But like, throw your fastball half the time first pitch I, mean, I don't know get strike one is so important because then it changes strike two and there and there's a lot of guys too and I don't know if you've talked to JJ about this but I try to tell Austin the same thing I'm like guys are wanting to get ahead of you so mm-hmm. that first pitch probably going to be the best one because you want to throw strike one so you're probably going to see a fastball and you, you see a lot of guys that, that like to wait later in the counts but then you're all of a sudden now getting the breaking balls and mm-hmm. all these other things so why not go hit that first pitch fastball but maybe that's me as a pitching coach saying I want you to throw strike one so I know that I always want that guy to get ahead so it's probably going to be a pretty good pitch so you need to go as a hitter then swing at that pitch yes and that's why you don't want to be predictable right, right? so oh, that's what makes it hard but that's how important strike one is yeah it's that's crazy. yeah that's a nutty number I right, get Tony Next, probably our last of the day. Tony, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to hear PG's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, Tony. Nice. (laughs) um, Baseball, uh, is the season canceled? I thought I heard that this morning on a show. (laughs) Maybe. All right. People act like we've never been swept before. Yeah, and and people, maybe they, they don't realize this, and we haven't said it yet today, but... Gators got swept by Auburn in 2017 yeah. to start the year. Yeah. And they won a national title, so no need to freak out. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll keep my eye on the Gator Baseball Twitter account and see if the season's still on or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there is – there, I don't know if you got to see the golf yesterday. It was it was unbelievable, and it was just as good Saturday. The problem is Saturday was just streaming. It wasn't on regular TV, but – um, since they've started televising it the last year or two, it's been some great theater. Especially, I mean, obviously, this year was better than last year. Um, but is it a coincidence they started selling the, uh, the golf logo a little bit to the general population, and they the boys and then they the win it? Yeah, should have done that years ago. We probably have a couple more national titles. <laughs> no doubt. Um, no, it, it was it was it was fun to watch, and obviously, when you're rooting for the Gators and they pull it off, it makes it even better. But Vandy was good, and and oh, for yeah. them to battle like that and play those types of dudes, it, it gives them a lot. Yeah, I was, I was happy to see us finally finally break through. They needed something for the the trophy case. I know Deacon's a a heck of a coach. He just needed something to to point towards. I think for the for the future, um, mm-hmm. having won something. So um, hopefully, bigger things come this year. It's, everybody's at this level is really good. But it was cool seeing seeing him take down some of the big names we we recognized from Augusta a couple of weeks. Although the uh, Bennett's match uh, from A&M and then the, the gunner kid for Bandy, neither one of those even got finished because Florida had it clinched before it mattered. That's so, right. Anyway, that's all I got. PG, uh, keep, up the, keep up the great boy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Tom. Um, <clears throat> so Strickland was big on, on that golf uh, logo. So you can get it on Fanatics because after, I guess he was getting interviewed on one of the shows and it's like, let me go see this logo because I vaguely remembered it. Yeah. But yeah, you can get stuff. And it's, yeah, it's they just cool. started selling it this yeah, year. They I were like able it. to. Yeah. produce it yeah it was just just golf guys before that um i don't know if you, you saw this today or not and, and i know there, there's been a couple trickling in but 
13 more to make it now 15. I was just going to mention that. Yeah. The Buffalo, the Buffs. Yeah. Colorado players are either bailing on uh, Dion or Dion has said, you're not good enough. But remember, he strolled in there that day one and said, you better hop into that transfer portal. Yeah, he's so. pushing it. Um, there was a ton of people there for that spring game. They filled that stadium 45,000. I don't know. It's such a strange era. I almost worry. I don't, I don't think doomsday or anything, but you know, when you have a coaching change in the past, you had a lot of parameters to kind of keep guys around through the rebuild, but now guys can just bolt. I'm curious to see, now hopefully this doesn't happen to Florida, but when these coaching changes happen suddenly, like they've always have, mm-hmm. like guys just leave the head coaches, what's going to happen to some of the programs when that, when that occurs? Like we really haven't like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like uh, I don't know, an SEC program that's been pretty stable and all of a sudden he bolts for the NFL and then half the team is in the portal yeah. kind of thing, right? How do you how do you as an institution rebuild that? Like right now, if that's happening to Dion because they don't want to be there and, and he's not necessarily pushing them out, that could be, I mean, that's like big depth. That's a, not a quarter of your team, but what? 15? No, it's your, your leading rusher. You got a, a guy that had 500 yards in receiving. Um, yeah. Best best cover corner. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of dudes. So it's just it's weird. You wonder why that's the case. Is is Dion that arrogant that he could, you know, say I'm gonna just use the portal and get a bunch of people in here because I can pay them? Is somebody now? I mean, is that Dion saying that, or is, is it? Hey, I don't want to play for this <laughs> numb nuts. Is the por- <laughs> is the portal that stacked right now? Because I thought the second wave of portal wasn't uh, as big. Yeah, so I wouldn't. <clears throat> It's like we were talking about earlier, like losing Henderson and, and Ryland. Uh, their quality depth, you don't want to lose quality depth unless there's another issue there. But 15 guys, you're losing depth. Mm-hmm. To break even, you got to bring in 15 more guys that were as good. And if you had the proven guy, like a leading rusher, I'd say that's pretty good depth. Sure. I wouldn't want to lose that. I don't know the answer. It's just strange times, man. I don't know. <laughs> Very Surprising. strange times. All right, lots to uh, do this week. Again, uh, as Tony mentioned, Gator Baseball did not cancel their season after losing three games this weekend, so they'll be back on uh, task tomorrow. I'll do the uh, the first hour of the show from the ballpark. Pat will be back, and, and everything will be uh, good for the rest of the week there. And then uh, Missouri comes to town this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday series, and an opportunity to turn it right back around and, and maybe sweep Missouri on the other side. So don't panic. Folks, everything will uh, be A-OK. And it was better than that with PG today. Thanks for Thank stopping you, by. I enjoyed it. It was, it was, it's kind of a weird part of the year because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're not quite in the baseball playoffs yet. You got the NBA going on. And I guess second portal is, is news yeah. in the draft. But it's usually a pretty dead time around here. But I love hearing everybody. So, so many college baseball fans now. Yeah, good to hear. Yeah. I, I de- the popularity has gone way up on that. So, and you're getting better players. Mm-hmm. Why would you not want to come to college now if you're not getting that huge bonus because you're not riding a bus, you're getting these great stadiums mm-hmm. and, and playing the best competition. That you are. All right. Well, Kate was the best today. Appreciate her producing and everybody calling on our Titan MRI hotline. For PG, I am Jeff Cardozo. We'll chat with you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Monday. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.